Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters. It is Brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. And I'm in the studio with the bro, Mr. Hall. Praise the Lord, everybody. Now, life is a beautiful thing if you allow it to be. That's right. Brother Hall, a couple weeks back, got to celebrate his one-year anniversary. Yes, we did, and we got a, another little surprise in the oven. Yes, he's about to be Pappy Hall. <laughs> Thankful. Uh, wasn't planned, but a lot of things in this life aren't planned. So Kids ain't never planned. <laughs> <laughs> no. Life, life is a beautiful thing, people. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in with us and sticking with us. So my beautiful people, I have made it my duty to help y'all. I want to help y'all. whole purpose of this podcast is to be a ministering point for the listeners, for the people who are part of the church, feel like they're struggling in church, they can't talk to people, or they can't relate to people. It is my duty. I'm not going to say it's a burden because it doesn't weigh me down. But it is something that since I got <clears throat> filled with the Holy Ghost, I just felt I wanted to help people, wanted to encourage people. And I appreciate the opportunity that God allowed me to be able to do that. So today... I want to point out how this day and age, Scripture, Brother Hall, is something that is very loosely. Yes. Thrown around loosely to a point to, I don't even think that people realize that they're actually quoting the Bible. There's Mm -hmm. actually songs that I heard, B.C., as I like to say, before Christ. Like you don't work, you don't eat. Those are secular artists that I actually knew that that was his his deal. You know, he had shirts and everything, and on them, you don't work, you don't eat. Well, that comes from the Bible. Yeah. Um. If God before me, who can be against me? I heard a secular rapper say that before. Another scripture that I know. But in the church. It starts being scriptures get get thrown around. And what I want to call that today is a misrepresentation of scripture. Now, before I get started, I don't want anybody to think I'm approaching anybody or anything wrong. I'm not coming against anybody. And I'm definitely not bashing you for using the word of God to help you in your representation of God in your career choice or in the field of your career. I'm just trying to help you as a person view scripture for its entirety 
Yes. And today's scripture is very much a, a, a very popular scripture. It's actually Philippians 4 and 13, which reads, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, this scripture, this day and age is very one-sided. If you don't know the, the entirety of the scripture, you'll realize, you won't realize what I'm saying. But that's what I'm trying to open your eyes to. The reason I say it's one-sided because this scripture is only quoted whenever I win a basketball championship, whenever I first place. But that scripture is not written or written, sorry, for that type of achievement, I guess you can say. Or purpose or... Yeah, the purpose of the scriptures is not necessarily that. Again, like I said, I'm not knocking anybody or coming at anybody who uses the word of God to advance themselves to a position they would have never thought they could achieve without God. I applaud you. If you apply the word of God to your life, and because you apply the word of God to your life, you came from a nothing background and God has set you as we like to look at David, you went from being the shepherd boy to even daddy passed you up to now you're recognized and got people saying, man, who is this? Who is this man's daddy? Like, where did he come out of? I applaud you. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming against you. But we can't forget that scripture is two-sided. Matter of fact, Paul would tell us a couple of scriptures before that. Matter of fact, I think two scriptures before that. He says in Philippians 4 and 10, How I praise thee, Lord, that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, and I'm reading that an NLT version, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I ever... I was ever in need, sorry, for I have learned how to be content in whatever I have. I know how to live almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of life in every situation. You get what I'm getting at, folks? Whether it it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, then he says, I can do all things through Christ. He didn't say this, oh, just when I have plenty, I have learned. No, he's saying whatever state I'm in, I finally acknowledge the fact that I only got this far because of God. And, and I, I love that it says that he learned the secret of being able to live yeah, in every situation. Because yeah. not everybody can do that. Some people, uh, and I've, I've heard my pastor from Bastrop say, um, and it's sad to say this, but there's some people that they can only have a minimum wage job because that's the only way that they'll stay right with the Lord. And as soon as they start getting money or they start getting blessed and they forget about God, because that's sometimes that's how it is, you know, oh, when I'm not having anything, then I can depend on the Lord. But then when I have everything, then I don't need to depend on the Lord. Yeah. And that's what he's saying, that my strength doesn't come from circumstances. 
And that's what I want the person who feels like they're not winning first place. For the last five years, it felt like they've been in last place. But the person who feels like they've been stuck in the mud and it seems like the mud is quicksand because now it's getting pulled down and they're being pulled down. And it seems like every time they try to get up, sickness comes to the family or or money's looking funny and all this thing. I want you to know that, that Paul's not writing this just because you achieve something. Paul is writing this to let you know, even in your circumstance, God is still able to give you the strength to endure. And when you do make it out and when you do make it to first place, and then when money starts coming in and then health starts coming in, then you'll be able to acknowledge that in the good and the bad, you have learned in both ways on both sides of the scripture to congratulate God, to thank God, and to realize that you could not make it without God. And that's what I'm, I'm, I want us to realize as a people today, that just because you're not winning or just because you're not in head in life does not mean that you cannot find strength through Christ. In fact, um, this very much, this walk with God, there's two things that will help you if you get them right. And those two things, it's called mindset and eyesight. You got to have your eyesight and your mindset right. I love how Paul, uh, a few verses ahead, in uh, the, on verse 8, he put, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn. I want to pause right there. The reason why he was stressed to keep putting into practice because your human nature, folks, your human nature would desire nothing more. And we're talking about the flesh, nothing more but for you to focus on negative things in life. This is why he was telling us that we had to think and we had to be fixated on these things. He's not telling us this because it comes natural to us. He's telling us because it doesn't come natural to us. Yes. And that's why he says, keep putting into practice. Uh, I think the saying was it Michael Jordan. I'm not sure. Uh, practice makes perfect. And I heard, uh, actually heard a preacher say, no, that's not, that's not right. It's actually perfect. Practice makes, makes perfect. perfect. And I was all like, wow, because you can be uh, practicing wrong and so I love that. So this is why he says keep putting into this perfect practice. I added that word perfect, by the way. But I'm uh, I'm just letting you know. We got to keep putting these things into practice because one day you'll be able to do this. And the next day, if you're not cautious, your mind would get the best of you. And your situation would get the best of you. Then he says, and receive from me everything you heard from me and saw me do. This is This is what gets my attention right here. This is what really makes me like, wow. Then God of peace will be with you. What a hold on, Paul. What you mean he ain't going to be with me if I don't know? Not that he doesn't want me, doesn't want to be a part of me. It's I won't allow him to be. Why? Because I'm fixated on things that are impure. And that's I, that, uh, another thing that can kind of bring that out too is in Romans 8, uh, Scripture actually says that a carnal mind, which is basically you thinking, how you would normally think without God. It says that it is not subject to the law of God, meaning anything that's the word of God. And it actually says neither indeed can be. It is not possible for you to be thinking in your normal state of mind 
which means that you're not thinking about good stuff. You're thinking on negative. You cannot be thinking that way and also be trying to be obedient to the word of God. It's not going to happen. And if you're not being obedient, if you're not, if you're not following, uh, meaning you're not following after God, then it's not a matter of he doesn't want to be there like you're saying, but he physically can't be there because he is a God of light. He is a God of righteousness. He can't be where sin and unrighteousness is. So what are you looking at? Are you looking at the problem or are you looking at the solution? Eyesight matters. It's where you fix yourself. That's why Paul will even tell us to what? Have our eyes fixed on the things uh, ahead? Above. Yes, um, looking at the things above and not on things of this world. Okay, why, why is that? Set. Why is that? Because what you're looking at matters. The saying is you are what you eat. So if you're constantly looking at negative things in life, if you're constantly looking at the bad things in life, you're never going to make it out because you're eating that, and that's what you're seeing. And and how how many of us walk with our eyes closed? None. None. Exactly. And when you keep your eyes open, who who looks ba- uh, who looks behind them trying to walk forward, or like you said, who drives uh, who looks at the rearview mirror while they're trying to go forward. That's, that's not how this works. If you're looking forward, that's where you're walking to. If I need to go to the refrigerator in the kitchen, I'm looking at the refrigerator to go to the refrigerator in the kitchen. So where my eyesight is, is where I'm going to end up. I like that. <laughs> you got to be a sharpshooter. You got to have your target. I mean, I read this book and no talking about it was a big old well, this bullseye on this barn, and right in the middle of the bullseye was this arrow. So the guy pulls over, and he asks the guy that owned the barn, he's like, man, how do you get it, the bullseye, every time? It's so easy. I'll show you. He gets the arrow, shoots it at the barn, and then draw, draws the target around it. And that's what we're doing. We're sitting here trying to shoot at things, and we're hoping that we're going to get good and we're going to try to paint good around our eyes that are fixed on bad. No, they don't work that way. You're just going to get bad results. When I started this podcast, I said, life is a beautiful thing if you let it be. I'm sitting here, Brother Hall, with my finger nearly chopped off. And I'm in my co-worker's car as she's driving me to the hospital. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I mean, it's my finger. I don't want to lose my finger. But at the same time, I'm not going to blame God for some for life. Life happened. Life happened to God. So life's going to happen. I could have looked at my finger and I could have been beaten. I go, oh God, ain't you supposed to have your angels protect me from dashing my foot against a stone? And yada, yada. First and foremost, stupid is what stupid does. So <laughs> maybe if I would have thought about the situation a little bit better, I wouldn't been in the predicament. But that's me, folks. Don't 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 have my mindset. <laughs> But that's the way I look at it. I don't, I don't try to blame God for, for life because it happens. I mean, sickness comes. I caught COVID back when it came out. I wasn't mad at God. My family members caught it. If your family members caught it, um, I apologize, and I'm sorry for your loss if you did lose anybody in it. I'm not that one that thinks that it didn't exist. I'm not with that. But it life did happen. Life happened to me when I first got into church. I lost my aunt within months. I mean, Somebody that me and my wife were were really trying to 
share the gospel with, and we got people from the church to go pray with her, and she ended up passing away. And then my dad ended up passing away. Me and my wife, in this walk, we suffered layoffs. You know, we had layoffs. I remember, shout out to Brother Wadi. I remember one time, you know, everything shot up, like, before inflation. Everything shot up. We went from paying $600 a month in rent to having to move, and we paid $1,000. At the time, I was only making $15 an hour. And my wife, and I'm not one of those guys, okay? I don't, I, 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 I believe in independence of women. I believe in independent uh, women's rights. Just as me, as a husband, I wanted my wife to be able to stay home. I wanted her to to be a stay-at-home wife and raise the kids and experience that. That was that that's what makes me feel like I'm doing my job, okay? So money wasn't the 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 easiest thing coming to our bank account. And I remember Brother Hall. I I'm, I'm I was $200 short of all my bills, bro. And I went and I prayed. And I told God, all I need is 200. I don't want more and I don't want less. All I just need is 200. Bro, the next day, dude, the next day, $500. $500. And the way that I view the reason why he came through with that because I was content with just two. Two would have made me enough. I wouldn't have had enough to go over there to the Chinese buffet after. No, man, two would have just been enough. I would have been content because I know that, that the next month we'll, we'll get there. It'll be all right, but right now. And then the reason why I said shout out to Brother Wadi because I remember he said, Brother, you'll be surprised. He will get your check and he will stretch that thing out and you don't even know how. And he did. God did do it for me. There was times that our income and our outcome, I don't know <laughs> if that or inflow and outflow were two different things, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't live a, a, a crazy lifestyle. I didn't have, you know, the Bugatti in the driveway. I had the Lambo. <laughs> no, I had a I had a truck at the time. I got it. Me and my wife laid out all our bills, and this is back when my rent was $600. So that's why I got the truck because we were able to have enough to to spare. But whenever we went up to $1,000, it started getting real tight. And, you know, I didn't have this, and we didn't have that, and so um, expensive, we didn't have expensive things to live the luxury lifestyle or above our means, whatever. I was just, you know, a basic man. But he he sure did, man. God really, really did come through. And it took a young man to real, realize the beginning, for real, folks. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell y'all something that I ain't buying. It took me in the beginning of this walk to I know we like to view church as a handout. We like to come to church and say, oh, well, isn't the church supposed to be here to give me money? This And if you're that way, I'm not, you know, I'm just telling you me. I never did. I, I, I could not do that. Um, I heard this this Christian rapper preach one time, and he, he said something that was amazing. He's all like, you don't have a financial problem. Either you got a, a faith problem 
or a stewardship problem. Well, I didn't have the stewardship problem because like I told you, I wasn't living like crazy. It was a faith problem. And so that's what I chose to do. Trust me, man, my pastor's a good man. I could have called him up and said, hey, pastor, I need this, I need that. I got fellow brothers in the church that would go out their way to help me, and they and they have. I had some of them pay for my Bible college when I went to Bible college. That was the way that me and my wife started off going to Bible college is because they paid because at this time me and my wife couldn't afford it. So they came through for us. But I just always always had to make it about God. I had to make it about God. Not saying that man couldn't do it for me. But if I'm really going to trust in God, then I need to make sure that I'm praying to him before I even seek a man. And that's whatever, that's what I chose to do. And really and truly, that's what, what got me ahead. But I'll be a lie to y'all folks if I, if I told y'all that there wasn't days that I didn't have to fight that ugly mindset. There was days, for real, there was, there was days where I would be good. I would be great for like a month. I'll have this, this great vision, this great outcome. Okay, God, you want to do this in my life, and I want you to do this in my life, and I'm going to be obedient. And a month later, here I am thinking, oh, because of your background and because of what you are and because of who you are and Yada, yada, you can't get ahead, bro. Now I understand why Paul says to keep putting into practice. Because if you sleep, you will be eaten. And that's why he says this is a constant. I think they say, what, 21 days of doing something develops a habit? So 21 days you got to go, but go. But this walk, bro, (laughs) no lie, this walk, there ain't no days off. You you can't get sleepy. You can't take the vacation, spiritual. You got to be on guard, and you got to stay on guard. And one thing that the devil really wants is your mind. Because if I can get into your mind, in fact, the Bible tells us that it was Goliath's voice that scared Saul. I was preaching to some Spanish young brothers, and... um. I told him it's crazy because not once did Saul ever see anybody that Goliath defeated. Didn't see him swing that sword. Didn't see him. All he heard was his voice, and it scared him. Why? Because he allowed the voice to get inside his head. And that's what the voices want to do with me and you. They're going to throw us off course because if I can get into your mind, then I'll get your vision. And if I have your vision, then I have everything. And what was Saul's vision? Defeat. Fear from the voices and went to fear and from a fear and went to doubt and from doubt it just kept going. He forgot who he was. He forgot who they were. I mean, God went through great extremes to bring them to where they're at today. At that time, what makes you think he won't do it again? But they forget that. Why? Because they allowed their mind and their eyesight to get the best of them. And that's why we have to be fixated on making it out because it's very easy for us to forget that. And it's very easy for us to look at the negative things in life. And and it's, uh, something else, too, is, you know, any time that these giants or these uh, situations occur, it's it's I really don't feel a lot of times that they're by that they're by accident. Um, 
because, I mean, Satan, he didn't come to Jesus on the first day of his fast. It says he was fasting 40 days and that he was hungry. Then that's when the <laughs> devil came to him. So it wasn't, it, it, he doesn't do these things by accident because I know some people say that, that the devil's stupid. He ain't, he ain't that stupid. He yeah. ain't going to come at you when you're at your, when you're at your strongest or when you feel like you're going to defeat the whole world. That's not when he comes at you. He comes at you when you're at your weak point. Okay. I just lost my job. My car just got repossessed. Well, why are you trusting in the Lord? If you were, if you were really a child of God, wouldn't he take care of you? Wouldn't he have, wouldn't he have protected you from all those things? That's when those thoughts come. Yeah. Yeah. What did, what did you say? Unless a strong man be bound, then the thieves come in and then, then they can do their job. Yeah. Well, the thing about the strong man is not us. It's the blood. Okay. The blood is the strong man. Satan can't get through the blood and he will never be able to get through the blood. He can't break the blood. He wishes he could, but he can't. Yes. But one thing he can do is get into your mind. And allow you, and like I said, Brother Thomas Patterson blew my mind, changed my mind forever, and I will always stand behind this statement. God is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself in your situation. He's not going to force himself in your mind. You're going to allow him to be in there. And that's why we got to go back. And I know I said it again, it sounds repetitive, but I'm saying it because I want it to be repetitive. We got to put into practice. We got to realize that. He's getting a hold of something precious, man. Your mind, your mind, your eyesight are precious because that's what's going to keep you rooted. Your mind, why do you think it says the helmet of salvation? You know what I mean? Because you're supposed to be meditating on that thing day and night, day and night, that scripture, the God, salvation, all that's supposed to be going through you, and you're supposed to be protected by the salvation. But if we take this off, now we just allowed our mind to be open to whatever. And what do they call the princes of the air? I know yes. some people, so you got to watch that too, man. There and 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 it's not a big deal. I know we got the big things figured out. We got those those are right. It's the as the Bible says, the small foxes that vo- that spoil the vine. Exactly the things that you're not that you're not looking for. And and something to add as well. I I preached about it a while back. Um, well, I I don't really call it preaching. God wanted me to instruct, so that's what I did. God came and He moved in a mighty way um, a couple Wednesdays ago. And, um, and I was really, I was content. I was, God did the work. I didn't want to go up there, but God said, go up there. So I did. So I went and I gave instruction because I felt like what, what really happens is we have, um, and if you've never been to church before, I'm believing, you know, you'll make it to church and one day you'll see what we're talking about. There's a lot of times where we can have mighty moves, uh, where God can come in and we feel like everything's just been taken out and we're like, yes, I'm good. I've been delivered. I've been set free. And then tomorrow you fall to the same thing that you felt that you've been falling through. And you've and you're thinking, man, did did this breakthrough not happen? No. The breakthrough happened. What happens is now you gotta put it into practice. Now yeah. you gotta start putting all of that yeah. into practice. You gotta keep putting that uh into subje- uh, those thoughts into subjection. You gotta keep pleading the blood over your mind all right. and over your family. That's what you have to do, is it's a I was saying it don't matter if it's an inch at a time. As long as Come you're on. moving forward, Amen. that's all that matters. That's it. It could be it could be small increments, but just as long as you're not staying still and you're not moving backward, that's all that matters. It's just as long as you're moving forward. So whether whether you're on the mountaintop 
or in the valley, as, as Paul, as we like to say this day and age, this is what Paul is helping us with. Wherever we're at, we got to be content. Because we know God got us. If he created the mountain that you're on, he can easily take it away. And if he can create a mountain from a valley, then he can do it again. Right in your valley. He can make you right on top. And that's what Paul had to come to the conclusion. Paul was a brilliant man. Very intelligent man. Don't think that he didn't have to fight his flesh just like we all wear the same flesh, folks. There's no different. His desires, as, as he even lets us know what are the Roman sevens, he really lets us know who he truly was. Yeah. And the stuff that he had to fight. Oh, wretched man that I am. Yeah. That come from Paul. Even he had to fight some things. But even he had to realize after all that he'd been through, this man suffered some things. I mean, he was beaten for the gospel. What At one point, they thought he was dead. That's how bad this dude had got stoned, I believe it was. That they thought they killed him. Can you just imagine that? And these people were intentional whenever they stoned you. So for them to think that he was dead, like they must have did a really good job. But yet, he can say, from that time to me preaching revival and seeing people filled with the Holy Ghost... In both those situations, in both those circumstances, I have learned that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And it's crazy. He was in prison when he wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this guy was something else, and I shared this with my youth. I said, for these apostles to be like that, they had to have mission vision. They had to. There's no other way. For you to get beat and thrown in prison for preaching the gospel, that's what he was in prison for. He wasn't in there because he was out there robbing banks and, uh, you know, drug dealing and killing. He was out there for doing the good, for seeing people who were demon-possessed now free and people who were lacking salvation now able to have the liberating power of salvation in their lives and the Spirit being filled with the Spirit. This dude was doing good, and they would throw him in prison. And even in prison, he would write something like this. So the moral of the story is even in your prison, even in your, your shortcomings and your failures, and it seems like life is, life is not going your way, you can do all things. All things are done. But as long as they're through Christ, amen. they got to be through Christ, folks. You got to realize, I, I, I know, I, I'm an independent and I preach confidence to my people. I do want you to have confidence. But I want you to be confident enough to know that, hey, I will not be able to accomplish this without God. I want to do it through Christ. That's why you got to have that Godfidence. You got to have that Godfidence. And like I said, kudos off to people who have achieved these goals and they're, they're, they're representing Philippians 4.13. Thank y'all for letting us know who have not yet achieved or obtained. Thank y'all for letting us know and laying it down and saying, yes, you can. And to the person who feels like they can't, I just want you to know that, yes, you can, because God will do it through you if you allow it to be done through him. So, of course, folks, you already know the coffee's running low. So me and my brothers, we gots to go. We love y'all, my vivas, my beautiful people. We want y'all to stay encouraged and stay blessed. We out.